Hello, and welcome to the Outliers. As always, I'm your host, McLean Hirschpiel. With me always. It's me, Superman. And he's here, so you know that this is going to be a stinker of a review, movie review. Yeah. Davis, that's your cue. Oh, it's it's me, Lois Lane. My favorite character. I'm, um, I'm actually Lenny Luther. Lenny Luther, yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> I don't know what voice they were told him to do, but it was fantastic. Oh, no. So, Tyler, this is your pick. I want you to introduce us to what we watched. Yesterday, we watched one of my favorite movies ever. Not for any good reason. Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. This is an objectively awful film with almost zero redeeming qualities. But goddamn, it's so good. Why? I don't know. Yeah, it was. It sure was something. I'll give you that. And yeah, shooting. this was um. So I, I, Tyler requested I watch the first movie before I watch this one. And if you'd asked me which movie was made before the other, I would have said this one. I would assume it was made in the '60s and then recolorized later on. But this movie is by far it was really bad. Like it wasn't. It was funny because it wasn't bad in the way that things like Gotti or Starship Troopers Two. It was kind of bad in the way Starship Troopers Two was, and the fact that somebody had clearly taken a hatchet to its budget. But it wasn't great either. It was very forgettable because, like, nothing happens for the better part of an hour. Yeah. I also feel like Tyler's dealing with a barking dog right now by the look of his face, so he can't speak. Um, So me and Davis are trying to drag this conversation out. It actually felt a lot closer to uh, New York Ninja in some ways, in the sense that it felt like a lot of it was like they weren't, like, they had things planned, but they were kind of more written on sticky notes than on the script. So the the script was an interesting situation. This movie was strung along for a while in pre-production because Superman three was like a big flop because like the the first movie exists. It's pretty awesome. Like it's 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 like a staple of the genre. It's like I think super like the first Superman movie is is like the real first like big superhero movie like he had like the batman stuff with adam west before and like he had like the um this like the serial movies before but like this was different in a way like this is a big like blockbuster they were taking these they were taking it serious for the first time yeah and also like the first superhero um superman movie is also one of the most expensive movies ever made at that point i watched that video that you shared, which I don't know if we can mention that one later, because that video, the opening of that video you showed was very opening, eye-opening into the production of this film. Like, I didn't realize they created a new way to film to get the flying right in the first film. Yeah. Like, um, the, the, the first Superman, like, it's it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, it, it, like, sure, it, it's, it, it shows its age in a lot of ways, but, like, God damn, it's impressive for 1978, and it's still, like, a really watchable movie today. Like, it holds up really well. The only way you can tell it's, like, really, like, a 70s movie is, of course, by, like, the effects uh, not being up to, like, today's standards. But other than that, like, it's it's pretty timeless. Like, not only is it, like, really well produced, 
but it's also like very true to Superman's character. It's got like the comic book campiness to it, like especially with like Lex Luthor's um as it, but like it still takes itself yeah, I, seriously. Like, whenever people like get upset that like a comic book movie isn't serious enough, I always feel like I have to remind people of reason that like Lex Luthor originally hated Superman was because he made Superman made him bald. like like it it very much had that like good like old older comic book spirit it took itself like as seriously as it could as it could and it's very like uh it's very superman and then this with with the sequels it lose like every single one of those sequels it like loses a little bit more of that charm until we get to superman 4 which fuck (laughs) the production on that shit was messy and I didn't know it was a canon film, which explains a lot. Yeah, like the mo- I in that video, the moment I saw, oh, the same people who did Over the Top made this, uh, same which is a future didn't... like I don't know when or where, but it's gonna be a future a future episode Over the Top. But yeah, canon is like I'm trying to think of a, a studio to compare them to, but there isn't really one like it anymore, kind of because like no one wants to put money behind that kind of group. No, because the 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 whole like appeal of like schlock like that is kind of gone these days. Yeah, like it was the a... closest you get are like those studios that make things like Top Gunner, and it's just like a ripoff movie with yeah. like the worst CGI. I mean, like, I guess the closest equivalent these days would probably be like. Like Blue Pass has like made some really good movies, but like also they're just responsible for that giant wave of like mid PG thirteen horror movies. Not specifically like like I don't want to like discredit Blue House too much because like again they like they they do have some really good stuff under their belts, but like oh, yeah, they, there's nothing like that anymore. Yeah, there's for nothing, every like is... great good movie Blue House puts out. There's like five shit ones that kind of hold yeah. up that one and put that in perspective for canon for every like one good slot b movie they made there was like literally 30 other films they made in the same year that were just hot 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 garbage yeah and then they tried to like we're gonna make some serious films but yeah e- even like the bad movies even the bad a lot of the bad movies coming out like s- seem to have like some sort of like intent of artistry or like um trying to make something canon films are just like shameless money laundering (laughs) yeah they're 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 like scams through and through and unashamed of it yeah and that makes them some great b movies though because some of them are truly wonderful masterpieces of just garbage um the other thing too i I do want to talk about like some of the goods and the the, like okay the good in this movie is christopher reeve really gave gave all these movies his all despite these movies not giving it their all yes like Like, i admire this man's dedication to this role so much i have not seen an actor try to carry a movie so hard since ewan mcgregor and the prequels no but like I stand by my statement. Like to this day, I think Christopher Reeve was the best casting for a superhero movie. Um, and like we've gotten some really good ones over the last couple of years, but like he's he's just something else. And yeah, even and, like, in this I, I god don't, don't, awful piece of shit of a movie, like he's like he, he just like it's like it, it's like this movie is beating the shit out of him, and he's like, no, I have to be good. Yeah, he's tr- like he, he's gen- he's genuinely giving his all to be Superman. Like the script makes no fucking sense. 
Saw they cut the out so much content of it that there's like no story whatsoever. Like um, whenever people talk about like, oh, it's like he's a good actor, but it's actually like a bad movie. I think this needs to be the prime example of a good actor in a terrible movie. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't tell me he didn't he wasn't the most enjoyable part of this movie. Yeah. Cause like he plays two characters. Like Clark Kent and Superman, they're the same person, but the way they act and the way that's portrayed on screen is so different. And he nails that so well. Like the way like Clark Kent presents himself is nothing like Superman. So the point where like everybody makes fun of the idea of like, Oh, how how do people not recognize him? It's the same person with glasses. I'm like, no, Clark Kent in this movie is nothing like Superman. Like if he would have me fooled, like you see him as Clark Kent, especially like in the beginning when he's on Kent farms um with that guy he's trying to buy the farm and like he's like uh he's he throws a baseball at him and he swings and he's like oh it's me i'm clumsy clark kent and then as soon as he walks away he like stands himself up and fucking knocks a ball out of, <laughs> out of the planet which is funny because that's like oddly enough one of the things that i always kind of felt was missing with and as much as i love henry cavill his performances kind of miss that that yeah. superman's a dork yeah and to be fair <laughs> It is really hard to make Henry Cavill dorky. The man manages to be attractive when talking about Warhammer. Yes. <laughs> true, yeah, and he's a big buff fella, too, so yeah. you really would have to play that down to make the dorkiness of... Uh, of Yeah, so let's me, yeah. start and go over this movie. Tyler, <laughs> walk us through what the fuck happens. <laughs> um, I've actually... I, in preparation for knowing we're gonna have to go through this, I've I've done something which I haven't done since uh, movie SmackDown, uh-huh. which is like bring up the synopsis on Wikipedia. Um, what what was the first? You know, like where did first scene start? was what you talked about, which was the farm. I, I I felt like there was something before that, but I guess not. No, I'm, was was I'm, it Lex Luthor breaking out of prison? Maybe? Yeah. Um, was that the opening? I can't. I don't remember it. Got this, this me, no. No wait, it is no. It, I'm looking at the synopsis. It is, it is the Smallville scene. It's that. Oh yeah, I like that scene actually. Like it start, like it starts off like kind of promising. Like this is a very Superman moment, you know. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm, I love, I, I love my farm. This is where I grew up. Um, this is where my spaceship is. Yeah, like it's it's it starts off really well. Um. And then there's the like the Luther prison break, which is one of the goofiest fucking scenes ever. Um, oh, Lex Luthor's God. nephew Alan from Two and a Half Men pulls up. Uh, in his old Lenny, old his... Lenny Luther, <laughs> in whatever the fuck those French horn bells on the side of the car thing were, some super special sound system that tricks yeah. the fucking. Cops for the chain gang to go check out the car's yeah. sound system. <laughs> and then Alan just like locks him up in the car and shoots him off a cliff. Yeah, the car turns out to be fucking remote controlled, traps him in the car, and then somehow just flings it off a cliff. And they like... survive. And then Lex Luthor's just free to go after that. Incredible. The beginning of a beautiful partnership between. Uh, Gene Hackman <laughs> and John Cryer. I love this. It's it, like, I, like that was. I think that was the beginning of where I'm just like, all right, this movie's fucking goofy as shit. And 
Gene and Lenny ham it up the whole time too. Like they're they, just going. I will at say it. this: they were having the most fun. Chris oh, yeah. was trying the hardest. They were having the most fun. Like you could tell, he knew like this script is awful, but I'm doing this probably for um, Chris. Gene Hackman doing this has this as uh, similar vibes to what's his name from Die Hard doing uh, Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, it's like fuck. Gene Hackman is. Like he is a really, really fucking talented actor. <laughs> and he just came across as a weird clown this whole movie. Yeah, and like he was goofy in the first movie. Well, and like I feel like we like when we talk about this movie, like there was so many things they were clearly trying to do to sell this movie. Everything from, you know, they put someone who'd fa- who'd only really done modeling beforehand in as one of the like and tried to do for us this weird love triangle thing. Which was cut from the movie, but it was still there in some parts, which made it really confusing. Yeah, make um, any sense. Lenny Luther seemed like me as like some sort of like really cheap grab to attract youths, but the person who said we need to get the youths in said actually said we need to get the youths in. Yeah. (laughs) Um, the the old guy in the cannon offices. We need the youths. Yeah. So like when when I was talking about earlier with uh the first Superman movie, like yeah, it like feels old because it is old, but like other than that, it's pretty timeless. Like other like sure, like uh, our effects knowledge has improved by that, but other than that, like it doesn't feel like it's a seventies movie. This feels like an eighties movie. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very dated. Like it dates itself so bad. <laughs> like I like I said, I would have thought this was made like before the first Superman. If you asked me, yeah, because it's it looks like ass. I was wrong. The first scene is him saving the people from the Soviet satellite. Oh, that's oh right. yeah, uh, Comrade Sinatra, Comrade Sinatra, and the the red tracksuit spacesuits. Yeah, which this is it, a weird Cold War movie. It was made towards the tail end of the Cold War too, like. Things were starting to teeter down a little bit. And one of the things, like, I mentioned in the movie, it's like, this movie tried so hard to be the anti-war movie. But, like, yeah. the day after and Threads had already come out. And if you don't know what those are, those are on the list of movies that have traumatized McLean. If anyone ever wonders why it gets so shaky around the topic of nuclear war, it's those movies. It's, it's, because, I feel bad, because, like, it, it seems like, um... There was an actual attempt to be like socially and politically relevant, but like somewhere along the line, a lot of that shit was just axed and gutted to make the most like brain dead, simplistic take on nuclear war ever. It's so bad to the point where like it's an actual they they made it a plot point that it's an actual child's idea. Yeah, a child called out Superman, and that's what spurred the whole fucking film. This movie, it feels like you're watching a movie that was produced by somebody watching their kids play with the toys in their toy chest. So it's like, oh yeah, like Superman. And then Barbie, for some reason, is introduced halfway through the movie. Um, Like, that is the vibe. Oh god, definitely. Because that's (laughs) literally, like, the first half of the film, like, and the the actual main villain like have nothing to do with each other really like there's like like the fact that there's one line that connects luther's plan to the nukes is really about it like you could cut that out 
And it could just be Lex has a plan to kill Superman and none of it would matter. Yeah. I really love, speaking of Lex, I really love how he creates this villain. He just pulls up to the museum, smashes a display of Superman's hair holding up a thousand pound fucking steel ball. And he just like nips it with some bolt cutters. And he's like, yeah, that bothered the fuck out of me. The strongest tinsel strength material on the planet and he cut it like it was like it didn't even put up a fight. Yeah, I think there was like a joke from like some Batman cartoon where like he's like suspending something. He's like, "Don't worry, it's unbreakable. I made it from like a strand of Superman's hair." So like, I couldn't stop thinking about that. That might have been a reference to this. Movie. <laughs> it's 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 so like it's so like. There's there's no security system in this museum or anything. Well, there was. It just it didn't mean anything because he smashed the glass and the alarm goes off. But and he just walks out with the with it. Yeah, and he's they're both dressed in the most inconspicuous costumes of all time. Like they just grabbed whatever was in Lenny's closet to go steal this shit because they're both like super flashy and like parachute pants. And Lenny's like, I think they're fine that they just purchased whatever they saw at like the first store. Yeah, I, I want to know what the cost because, like, oh, because I know they were promised more money. What they actually ended up having is this yeah. going to be another case where our current college course is going to like ruin our ability to think of these movies straight forth because we're doing budgeting right now. Probably. <laughs> okay, no, but like, what they? I think their budget was slashed like really soon before production yeah like it like, got slashed because like no because i think they basically got found out for the fact they were just laundering money they realized <laughs> yeah, they much. owed like i think it was and, like, they owed like 90 million dollars and they had to come up with the money at various times and it was like take it out of the superman budget yeah like a guy got then, hurt on the filming set pay him with the budget like right and, and they, they had no money to, like, they got anything. sued, or they sued someone. Uh, yep. a, a, oh, yeah, one of the writers. Debtors, the, yeah, one of, was it in the video? Oh, it was, was a writer claimed that they that, that uh they stole his idea or something like that. Oh, oh yeah, they beat that guy in the court case, but again, they had to pay for it out of the legal uh, fees are expensive regardless. Yeah. But they, they turns out like their the whole Canon film like money making scheme wasn't working out, and they owed like ninety million. At by that same year that they were making that film, so it's like we're gonna cut from the budget, and this money will also make the money back. And then like a stuntman got hurt and sued him for like a million dollars or half a million, and got that same thing, took it out of the budget. Yeah, and he broke both. Was it said he broke both legs or both arms or something crazy something like, like that? that. It's from that that YouTube video you shared, which again, like explains why this film was the hot nightmare it was. Yeah, Can we talk about the fact that the same flag scene they use throughout yeah. this movie. Um, oh, that was Super the best. Four is a is a great uh, drinking game because immediately you notice that they reuse the same shot of Superman flying towards the screen over and over and over again, and they even do it for Nuclear Man too, which we'll get to Nuclear Man in a bit. But uh, they use the same shot of Superman and. Every time they use that shot, if you take a shot, you'll be fucking plastered by the end of this 87-minute movie. I I think it's easily in the double digits, like 10 or 15 times. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's insane. 
like the first time they use it, they reuse the shot like literally like 20 seconds later. It's it's so obvious too. The effects are just so could oh you, my god. Can you imagine being Christopher Reeves and like we we developed this new way to film flying and it's fucking awesome. And then like three films down the line, they're like, Nope, you got a green screen. Just stare at it like and pretend you're flying. Or blue You're so bad for that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that dude like did not he had such a tragic life. Yeah, and, and like, like the randomness of being like thrown from a horse like that. Like I've rode in horses, and that's one of my fears for sure. Yeah, um, it's... but like that, yeah, mm-hmm. poor dude, man. Like that is. But it's just like you, uh, you're so passionate about a project and a character, and like this is what it gets watered down to by the end of it. Yeah, and this is your last chance at that role. It, it, it's always a shame when like actors love a role more than the movie does. Yeah, yes. more than the production team. And yeah, because producers. Like... Is how it, this film ended up with canon was because the the producers of the first film were like, we want to make more money, but we don't want the, the original director to do it, and that's yeah, we... why they made two shitty films in a row, we... and then we're like, we're done, and then sold it to canon. We want to make more money, but we don't want to spend more money, so, so like, we're not gonna try on these movies. Let's talk about the newspaper company. Famous I forgot all of this. Newspaper barons. And there's no drinking. Every time she says daddy, boy, that sounds awkward out of context. Uh, take a shot. No, if you combine those two games, you're going to die. No, you don't combine them. Do one or the other. One or the other. I don't know. Take a hit of your bog or something. I feel like you're watching this movie for fun. You're probably stoner. Dude, yeah, like honestly, <laughs> the odds of like even listening to this podcast and not being a stoner. Like, I can admit, the only people I know for sure aren't stoners that listen to this podcast is me. <laughs> and me. <laughs> I wouldn't consider myself a stoner. But <laughs> I feel like we have stoner vibes. So I, Someone found out that I do these movie reviews stone cold sober, and they, like, and they're a friend of mine who listens to this regularly, and they're like, oh, you do? The fuck is wrong with you? I regret not having some alcohol on board when we watched this. Cause like, as soon as we started watching it, I'm like, shit, that would be a great drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> that was like when we did the, uh, take a drink every time I said something about Warhammer that didn't make a sense. Yeah. To you. Uh, we're, we're going to redo that at some point. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, anyway, so back to this movie. Super so yeah, the newspaper company is being hostily taken over by what was the guy's name? Fucking, I don't know. I don't care. I do not remember. <laughs> He's Mr. Evil Newspaper Man, who's evil because he is generic, like, I care more about money and attractive headlines than I do about the truth and actual journalism. Turn this newspaper into a tabloid. Let's go. Yeah, yeah which was great because, like, th- like the first thing they do is, like, show uh, a pinup shot on the first issue of the newspaper. And then on top of that, it's just like they like like oh, and here's this character we forced for this log triangle that we cut, but we're still gonna leave stuff in for this because you know reasons. Which honestly, I don't mind that they cut it because it probably was ass. Probably no like it probably would have made this movie even more insufferable than it already was. That entire yeah. subplot was was rough. Like I zoned out on a lot of that. I, I liked the part where Clark went on a double date with himself because it was just like peak comic book goofiness. But like, it's, yeah, it so did not need to be there. It had nothing to do with the story. So like, 
it, the pacing of the film just like pauses completely so we can do this like really extended gag that I would have liked in if it was executed better in a different movie where we can like or like it was the kind of thing that belongs more in like a cartoon or like a, a more comedy based show I think yeah like if they were able to like interweave it better with the plot like I would have I would have enjoyed it as like a goofball sequence with a little bit more suspense to it but there was no stakes there was no <laughs> there was no suspense there it was like it was just like and there's a lot of moments in this film where like it just has to take a pause on the pacing to like check up on the, on these characters you just completely sp- sp- pause the story for no reason is like when he's at the gym with the with her i can't remember her name i'm sorry her act the actress name was something hemingway yes yeah. margaret hemingway mariel hemingway oh it's lacy warfield I Close just, enough. Um, yeah so lacy warfield and clark kent go to the gym and then like it's it's like a silly goofy scene and like haha it's kind of funny look look how look how awkward and socially inept clark kent is Oh, he can't even lift like five pounds. He's so weak, but we know. But the, so except cool. for when he like throws the uh, the, the weights on the dude. <laughs> that that, totally that, that got a genuine his... chuckle out of me. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. He just totally blows his cover though, just to like say fuck you to this dude. Yeah, but like it's so well earned. Miss, it's fucking Paul in the booty shorts. <laughs> What made this great is my computer froze right when that guy showed up, so I didn't see it. I didn't see him yet, so I just hear Tyler go, booty shorts! <laughs> Shout out to Paul in the booty shorts yeah. for being an absolute dickwad. So, we keep, like, Bright white all over shorts. this movie, which is fair, but, like, can we talk about, like, nuclear war is the backdrop to this movie? Yeah. Never really mentioned it. Like, there's never any context that we're on the precipice of destruction. But they're like, yeah. oh god, things are bad. Yeah, there's like, no, no like context of like wars going on that he's dealing with for the other countries. It's just the looming threat, like and like which is kind of what the Cold War was at the, for the eighties at that point. Like there wasn't really besides like kind of Afghanistan, there wasn't really any land conflicts going on involving either side. And I I hate to bring this up in in relation to Superman 4, because it's such a stupid comparison, but Alan Moore released Watchmen a year before this. That comic takes nuclear warfare and that whole concept in a, like, natural way, where you have the idea of, like, the doomsday clock, like, oh shit, it's ticking down. We are on the verge of things going to shit. And, like, it's, it's, it's such a different tone, nuclear warfare is a serious thing yeah it really like tell me be alive right now it is throughout all of this garbage christopher reeve is still very good and marco kidder is still good and they still have good chemistry even when they force a recreation of their flying scene together from the first movie but do it significantly worse the you know like you said the what sends this off is uh you know what sends this off is a kid saying i wish superman would stop the nukes and this newspaper company decides to pick up on this letter this kid sent to superman why which, didn't anybody think of this this kid's a fucking genius 
<laughs> and then like this newspaper's like Superman tells this kid to go fuck himself. <laughs> he says it said drop dead. <laughs> because he didn't reply immediately. But they're just like parading this kid around like he's a fucking hero. Like, yeah, fucking Jordan or whatever his name was. <laughs> You're the shit kid. You saved the world. Because all he silly. did was write a letter saying, hey, Superman, throw away the nukes. And Superman's like, shit. Good idea, kid. And then Superman presents to the United Nations and he delivers this speech. He's like, uh, I've seen a lot of the great of humanity. I've seen your cultures develop and thrive. I've seen the love that we have in our communities, but I've also seen your wars, and that shit's not cool. So what I've elected to do as not a member nation or a country or anything, I'm just a dude, is to get rid of all your nukes. And the people in that room, notably absent are from this room, are representatives from the United States and the Soviet Union who were responsible for this Which, crisis to begin with. Yeah, can we put, I want to put in context, at the time of when this movie was made, and just by the way, for reference, there's about four. Th- both countries have four, somewhere between four thousand to five thousand nukes now. Russia, uh, Soviet Union, and America then had twenty thousand each, and like yeah. we worry about five thousand launching now. Twenty thousand each is enough to end the world thirty-two times over. Let me tell you that. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then like he says, like guys, it's this simple. Why don't we just get rid of all the nukes? And every single fucking representative from every <laughs> uh, nation stands up like, Whoa, Superman! Why, why did we think well, I also love how like, they had to have, like, well, we need people to know this in the United Nations, so we have to have, like, a few guys dressed like the, uh, you know, in, like, yeah, like oh, there's some Middle Eastern guys there. Then, like, like... A woman dressed, like, you know, in, like, kind of traditional African garb, and then, like, no one else but a bunch of white dudes and that is yeah. the entirety of the un that's the that's the whole un there and they just like stand there and applaud uh with little jimmy just standing around like yeah you got this superman and then he just proceeds to get this giant fucking space <laughs> like he took a giant fishing net and just told everybody to shoot their nukes into the space which everyone does willingly, with no questions asked. <laughs> Where did they get this net? What, like, again, may I remind everyone at the time, there was like 20,000 missiles ready to go at all times. Yes. And there was somehow a net that was big enough to capture all of them, and it was I, okay. Not all of them, all of them but one. I just love the idea at NASA. They were like, you know, NASA, Soviet Union, wherever. There was just a lot of, like, you know, smoking. All right, gentlemen, we need to think. Who's got an idea how we deal with this nuke problem? One guy stands up. So I heard this <laughs> kid had this idea to have Superman get rid and of And just, like, you get, like, go in this guy's room. It's just pictures of nets everywhere. It's like, dude, what the fuck? How long have you been playing? It's, I really like nets. Yeah. I and fucking love nets. We need a big, big net. In, in it's like just everyone's side that they're gonna have to go to George from that it at guy. The sun. Yeah, and then he fucking does a <laughs> oh, what is that Olympic sport? Hammer throw. So he hammer throws a giant bag of nukes into the sun. <laughs> Which I want to talk about the fact 
that probably would like the sun's a good place to throw it, but there would still be some like radiological pro like problems with that. Yeah, um, it would be like the world's biggest solar flare, essentially. The other thing too is I laughed really hard, Davis, when you said, "Oh no, what's going the wrong way?" Oh yeah, <laughs> if he got dizzy and then his hand slipped and he just launched it right back into the planet. Yeah, that'd be wild. So yeah. You know, of course, so Lexi, Lex Luthor or Lexi has to get his plans in, which something I love about like Lex Luthor in cartoons and comics is he always refers himself in the third person as Lexi. Yeah. Um, just like <laughs> uh, uh, Lex Luthor, when he's like totally narcissist up like that is like my favorite villain of all time. I love most versions of Lex Luthor. Um, this is a version. <laughs> um. Like, even in the first movie, he was cartoonish, but he wasn't... Yeah. His... his pl- like, his his plan in the first movie was this mega-fucking real estate scheme to, like, buy out the west coast of the United States and then sink it to the, into the ocean. <laughs> like, that's some goofy-ass shit. But, like, it made sense... It, like, Within the logic of the movie, like it made sense, and like honestly, like he was a genuine threat. But like, yeah, I think they, they well, hang his character like, up to such a stupid degree in this movie. It's just like, like who gave a shit at that point? I think what made it like so particularly like what sword I'm looking for, cartoonish this time is his whole plan was like. We're gonna profit off a nuclear war. I'm gonna get a commission from all these weapons dealers who look like cartoon versions of weapons Which dealers. It's like a really weird yeah. way to go about how the nuclear arms industry goes because it's like, oh, yes, of course, all nukes are sold through like three weapons dealers instead of like going through these like insane procurement processes in each country. Yeah. Um, no, there's there's no there's no processes or bu- no. bureaucracy. It's just there's, a simple. The three most cartoonish men on Earth. It was like what the the American guy who looked like, I don't know. He looked like the penguin. He looked one of the dudes. Just straight up, just looked like um he was pulled out of an anti capitalist fat like pig, pig uh yeah like yep. political comic. The other yeah. guy was like. The mad Russian. I think you're quite. You're just a creative thinker, though, if you ask me. And like, keep in mind, like, big old handlebar mustache. Meanwhile, Lenny Luther is in the background setting up his drums. Oh yeah, Lenny's just fucking off in the background every every time. Which is also great because it's just like they also like because of course they like Lex Luther always shows up with like these shoulder candy women, but it's like the most eighties looking women. But like you can't think they're as eighties looking as like as Lenny Luther is because like like if you haven't seen this movie and don't care to and you haven't done it yet, do yourself a favor and Google Lenny Luther. Like the voices, the voice is the funniest thing about him, but like just the what he looks like in this movie is just as cartoonish. Uh, he's got that stereotype, like beach bum stoner bro it's voice from the very 80s. Back to the Future bullyish. Yeah, yeah. And then he grew up to be Alan from Two and a Half Men. I haven't seen Two and a Half Men, so I yeah, don't know. It. It's it's a, it's it is a, a show. show. Apparently, he also. Played, uh, played, got in, played, uh, Lex Luthor in Supergirl. 
Yes, he did. Um, I never really watched much Supergirl, so I never saw I, him in the show. I don't watch any of those CW superhero shows. I used to when I was in high school, but then I grew out of them pretty quickly. Yeah. I think that I just never was interested in them. Um, but as we were saying, so yeah, like, of course, now the plan with Nuclear Man is they took a str- that strand of hair. And they put it on this one nuke that still remained. Well, they, they, they grew. They took his DNA and they grew like a little jello blob. And they put some cloth on it that would make the jello blob loyal to Lex Luthor. Yeah, and that's old, where his clothes came from. And then they put that in an old lunchbox. And then they strapped that to a nuclear missile. Yeah, but not before Lenny Luthor had this awful line of like, Oh, I guess we're parents now. And then oh, I guess we're parents now. <laughs> and it just like looks at him and it just fades to the next scene. Which is like them rolling out a nuke on like this like tractor thing. I love um, that. The parade so of officers good. and them dressed as like generals. Oh my god, it's so dumb. I love the sequence of uh nuclear man being born. Cause like it just like the the VFX are kind of ass, but like it's like the way he just like materializes into like from a fetus into like a fully grown man wearing clothes is like (laughs) such a bizarre. Yep, with a logo on his chest and everything, and a and a very eighties mullet. Yeah, he had very like styled hair with a lot of hairspray, probably big (laughs) hair, his big eighties hair. Big 80s Chippendales hair. <laughs> like, I really love the idea that, like, um, like, of course, they wanted, like, Lex and Lenny wanted to use Nuclear Man as this, like, device, but they put a, they had to put a lot of time into, like, the design and the aesthetic of Nuclear Man. Yeah, the man <laughs> born already fully clothed. Yeah. From one strand of hair. That's all they needed. I mean, I'm guessing they couldn't do, like, for rating reasons, like, a Terminator-style, uh, like, appears naked before them. No, because, like, they had they they had the piece of cloth there, so, like, you, right. they designed the clothes or something. Yep. Right. I don't... Yeah. They, they, it, it, like, they didn't even bother black. to try to explain it, because they knew it was fucking stupid. I, like, would yep. dare any, like, current movie maker or comic book writer to bring Nuclear Man back. And Lenny Luthor. I'd do it. He's been in the comic books. Nuclear Man or Lenny Luther? Nuclear Man. And like yeah, the, the like, way they drew him in the like I looked him up and there's like a couple of screens where he looks like decently vicious. Like he looks pretty psychotic. Like, okay, that kind of works. I haven't read it, but like the artwork I saw like surprisingly pulls it off. I feel like they probably brought him back at some point during the new fifty two, and that's that would make sense. I have no idea if they did anything good with him or if it was just they brought him back as a joke and then killed him right away or yeah, what, I, I haven't but, read like, any comics with like, Nuclear Man in it. But the the one picture I saw when I looked up Nuclear Man, like hey, this this frame looks like he looks like a a pretty psychotic super, super villain type thing. So, like yeah, that right. works. Oh yeah, and like let's also remember that one of the things that uh they're trying to do is make Clark Kent the like youth writer or the like city living, which made no sense. Really. <laughs> Yeah, like remember that's like because like what's her name like uh, it has the hots for Clark Kent. Oh, uh, yeah, like this man's so dorky he's hot. Which I get it. 
Yeah, but, like, exactly. It's just why, like, why do we need to shoehorn this into this movie? Because we have to fill out the runtime somehow. But we have no actual direction on where we want to take this. We have this idea that we want to make this commentary on war about issues that people really care about, but we're not actually going to like put the effort into like actually diving into that. It, we're not going to. We're instead we're going to like spend the time with this this lady the first iron man movie put more thought into being anti-war yeah and like those marvel movies in general still you end up making the military look pretty good well, especially the early movies like in the phase one where like like under ike perlmutter it was like fucking like pure propaganda for the most part yeah like the u.s army worked with most of that those movies but like they're like yeah hey this whole like arms industry thing's a little fucked right yeah but like, like, like I was saying before, I'm not saying this movie has to be anywhere cl- like close to Watchmen in terms of tone, in terms of story. But like what like this came out after that, which is a story that took took so much time and care into like actually like developing the consequences of that in the world. And then Superman four is out here like, hey, guys, you know, it'd be crazy. What if Superman just like. Got rid of all the nukes. Like, why even bother? Like, trying to have a fucking like real world message at that point if you just want to boil it down to such a simple solution. Like, oh, we have an opioid crisis in this country. Why doesn't Superman just like take away everybody's drugs and throw them into the sun? Like, they made the last Batman movie about him fighting drug dealers, but they spent an hour of the movie like. Oh boy, which girl's Batman gonna go out with? (laughs) (laughs) Does he love Lois Lane or does he love this new girl? And he loved them both? (laughs) This movie is like the intellectual equivalent of like, oh, the economy's really bad. People are pretty poor right now. Why don't we just print (laughs) out more money? Or like the... Yeah, or just like, why don't... Or like, whatever. Like, why don't they try talking through their problems? Why don't we just lower prices and just print more money? Easy. Why don't we? Try Why doesn't Superman just get rid of the nukes? Why <laughs> we just try talking to Russia? That 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 seems like it would solve everything. Yeah. So so let's talk about the first action scene of the whole movie, which is Superman and Nuclear Man meet and have their first fight. Oof! This world oh, yeah, tour. Like- of nonsense and <laughs> bad special effects. So I'll tell you, I want to get someone's opinion. Did Nuclear Man feel like they wanted to do Bizarro, but didn't want to do the makeup to go go through the makeup to do Bizarro? No, because this is a very like th- yes, like the fact that he was like created by Lex Luthor, like, and that he was like really apparently dumb. that was what was cut. There was a first attempt at Nuclear Man, which resembled Bizarro, that gets beat real easily by. Superman, and then they make the proper nuclear man later yeah, on. Yeah, I'm pretty like it was like 45 minutes of this movie were cut. <laughs> so there was a early attempt at a nuclear man that was like that looked like Bizarro Superman or Bizarro or whatever, and yeah. yeah, like that was cut from the film, which is why like there's like nothing happens in the first half of this goddamn movie. Yeah, no, instead we have um, nuclear man. And they have this wrestling flying scene where they just grapple in the air 
and flop around and go on a world tour of fucking nuclear man breaking stuff and then Superman immediately fixing it and then chasing him back down. Oh, my favorite part is when they break the Great Wall of China and Superman just creates bricks and repairs the wall with his eyes. Bizarro or Nuclear Man blows up this giant section of wall, which was which apparently like there's a billion tourists at all time on the wall. Because then, like after he leaves, they zoom in and it's like this one little section of the wall, and there's one person fell. And then yeah, and he catches saves him, and then yeah, he just stares at the wall and the wall reassembles itself. Well, and also (laughs) we talk about the way he picks up. Like, there's exactly one thing I can think of uh when he picks up the woman because it's like clearly the most awkward rating which was this meme from fucking cyberpunk oh god which one is this it's like because it just looked like someone holding their cat oh yeah like someone <laughs> picking up their child and holding out their child in front of them, like here yeah it's kind of what happened um like that is absolutely like just like the like because it looked like they couldn't do rigging in that well for like the like you know the yeah. wires obviously so the person was just kind of hanging i don't even think they were flying i think it was blue screen so it looked even, that's why it looks even worse yeah so like because this is superman you could have easily like ass- like you could have just like assumed that he like repaired it like really quickly because he's fucking fast and like you know literally superman but, like, that would have taken too much, like, effort to, like, make look convincing or, like, actually try to do that. So he's just like, nah, eye beams. And then the wall also, repairs itself. the whole time he's fucking around with that wall, nuclear man's still flying around. That part's just kind of ignored. Like, he just flew up and waited for him to get done building the wall. Yeah. And then they resumed their chase. See, Super- Superman in this movie kind of just does a lot of standing around while nuclear man wrecks shit. Because after yeah. that, they go to, what is it, Italian Island, generic Italian Island or something. Oh, yeah, they creep Pompeii. To- <laughs> and Nuclear Man does, like, a drill dive, like he's Mario in Super Mario World, into the yeah. volcano, setting off the volcano, and then flies away. <laughs> and then this little village at the base of the volcano is trying to fucking... Can you just talk about this movie confirmed the fact that, like, Superman speaks both fluent Russian and Italian? Well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's a part of Superman lore where he's just like fluent in languages. Like I'm gonna learn all this shit because I'm fucking Superman. I know. Yeah. Like he he's he's a protector of the world. He doesn't like align. Yeah. But it did make me go so, the of thinking about how cursed Superman would be if he's if he was from Italy, not America. It'd be funny. Uh-huh. Like imagine if it was like like they made a Red Sun story, but he's just Italian. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him. Every time someone does something, goes. Hey! I'm sorry to our one Italian listener. Uh, yes, you Listen, can. I love, I love you guys. <laughs> so he like, stops the volcano. Oh, I love by... Superman's solution to this volcano problem is yes. fucking hilarious. Because he just like eye beams like the top of another mountain off and then just like plugs up the volcano like a cork. <laughs> and then he and flies then down to the where the lava is going through the city and then just blows on it. Just freezes and solidifies all the lava. And no harm, no foul, nobody's hurt, and then he flies away. Like it feels like a like it feels like one of those like four thirties, forties comics, but like in the worst ways. Yeah. Yep. With none of the like the same like charm. Yep. <laughs> I love those old cartoons too. Those early 
those early little short film cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Just just taking it into live action and that energy into live action just creates like such as like this weird like imagery. Like I could like super lifting the top of a mountain and using it to plug up a volcano like work would work in like a 40s comic. But like seeing it done in the 80s with the real people in like mediocre at best effects is so jarring. So terrible because it just looks like like Christopher Reeves is just holding up the edge of it and it's just holding up straight and flat and this no nothing dynamic about it. No F like does nothing seem like nothing seems real and detached and then and then we go to New York City. This is my favorite part. Where Nuclear Man flies throat. into the World Trade Center. <laughs> Nuclear Man picks up the fucking Statue of Liberty and then chucks it like again like it would have been almost an interesting effect if he threw it at a building or something. Like, no, he just throws it at the street. <laughs> it, 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 I, I'm just really glad. This is the I'm worst. Actually, I think this is the worst I'm, visual effect of the movie by far. And I'm kind of glad. Here's the thing. I, I'm kind of glad he did throw it at night at the Twin Towers because I would, I'm thinking about the terrible YouTube stuff like movies that confirm the future. Superman predicted 9 11. <laughs> All my research is based off the fact that, like, I live alone, and you know, I think you know, grand conspiracy. They they killed Christopher Reeve because he knew too much. They paralyzed him. Like those he was going to stop the new world. CIA paid the horse. Like I was once watching one of those videos, and they were talking about an episode of The Simpsons where they like make a joke that like Chicago is like completely Muslim. And oh, God. and the guy goes, now was this the Simpsons predicting the takeover of Sharia law? And I'm like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> it's like that thing, like, um, it, it like it's not to sidetrack too much, but like as we live in a media sphere where this guy like insanely more like anti-Semitic and Islamophobic, I'm reminded that there are people who genuinely believe Chicago is being taken over by Sharia law. Oh my God! I gotta anyway. step away for a split second. I'm sorry. Keep going. Carry on. So, Tyler, what's the next thing? No, I just want to linger on the Superman Statue of Liberty scene because it's like, I think that's genuinely, like, like, there's a lot of bad visuals in this movie, but this is, I think this has got to be the worst shit in the entire runtime. It looks so awful because the Statue of Liberty scale is so inconsistent because like sometimes you're like okay this is the statue of liberty and then it like shrinks down to like being this big and it's like smaller than the building that it's next to yeah and it like they didn't scale it right because they wanted like it looks like they're just lifting a mannequin no you know what at at points it looks like they're kind of just dragging a png of the fucking statue of liberty across the screen like it, it, it looks like a two D image just sliding across, mm-hmm. with like the bare minimum of, of animation, yeah. and again, like the scale of it is so wildly inconsistent because it's like completely different sizes depending on what shot you're looking at. It's so funny, like I, I was dying when I was watching that because I, <laughs> I, like this movie is like has like some like awful effects, whatever, but like shit. It gets bad, but this is like this, like that happened. This is right when like Nuclear Man wins the first fight, right? Like, yeah, because he stabs him with his long fingernails. 
I love those fingernails. Can we address how hilarious it is that that was their salute? Like, that is their, like, evil Superman has, like, really long fingernails. Oh, yeah, no. Lex and Lenny had him get a manicure before he fought Superman. Yeah. Yeah, these super long, decked out acrylics. fingernails. It would so much fire, he, like, starts the fight by biting off his acrylics. And he just slaps Superman with it, and he's like, oh, shit, I'm poisoned now. And then that, this is when, like, this is this is when you have your uh, iconic moments of, like, oh, this is when you think your superhero is down for the count, or they've given up, or they're dead. So, like, everyone's like, where the fuck is Superman? And Clark's just, like, chilling at his house sick. And then all it takes, really, is, like, that piece of kryptonite that he had in the beginning. Think, of the yeah, movie. which like I thought kryptonite his weakness. Yes, but no, they didn't explain it very well. I wasn't sure really how that worked. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. Am I an idiot, or did that like nothing? No, in like movie. I didn't get that either. Yeah. Call us out if we're we're idiots for not understanding this. But yeah, like, Lois came in and gave him a pep talk. And he's he's just like, oh shit, yeah, I guess I gotta be Superman. So, I don't know, he like, restores himself. And then Nuclear Man comes back after seeing a picture of, um, I forgot her name again. Was it Lacey? Yeah, he sees a picture of Lacey in the newspaper, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, he's just like, oh, 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 and, and oh, it felt like horny nuclear man, I'm back. And it felt like 20 minutes. This is where I think they started just cutting shit because so much got cut because it's just all of a sudden he's there. And he's like, where is she? Yeah, they never <laughs> explained how he got there, how Superman got there. Superman just knew where he was. And like, uh, how does Superman know that he wants Lacey? Because the only person that knows we want he wants Lacey is us because we watched him look at a newspaper. Uh, but like Su- Nuclear Man just starts randomly killing people, and Superman's just like, "Stop! Don't kill them!" And he's just That's- standing there while uh Nuclear Man kills an absurd amount of people before Superman decides to do literally anything. He makes the people like float up in the air. He turns a SWAT vehicle up on its side and spins it around. He makes like three police cars reverse the film because they like get back in the cars and the cars go backwards and then explode. Yeah. So many random ass things. And, and Superman's just standing there like, Nuclear Man, you don't have to do this. Yeah, like I, I like what you're talking about. You're complicit. You can stop this at any point. Yeah, like, you're literally fucking Superman, dog. <laughs> you At this point, you just standing there makes you an accessory to all of these murders. Because you didn't, like, there was nothing, there was nothing holding him back. Like, it's, it, it's like a trope of, like, forcing the hero to watch, like, fucking atrocities by, like, restraining them. Except Superman, he's just standing there. Just he's like, just standing there. And he's, he's like... like Stop it! You're hurting my feelings. 
And then, then they actually he's like, he's like, all right, I'll take you to her. And then he runs into the elevator, <laughs> and then he jumps in the elevator and goes to the top floor. And then some... nuclear man flies through every single floor, just punching holes all the way to the top. Which, by the way, we just but somehow Superman gets there first. Superman taking the elevator is like, I would say the funniest thing in the world would be if super if you were Superman and you shot someone. Yeah. Because, like, imagine being the goon who explained, oh, yeah, I got I got shot by Superman. Like, he punched you? No, no, no. He shot me. He literally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he Superman taking the elevator is so fucking stupid. But, <laughs> like, he, he, because he goes to the top, but, like, he's, he, Superman got there first. Mm-hmm. How did he, in the slow-ass elevator, get there before Nuclear Man just crashing through well, then every Nuclear Man slow. in this elevator? And but then, like Superman could have just flown to the top of the building. But he had because remember, Nuclear in. Man's weakness is that when the if is if the sun isn't out. If he can't get sun rays, he is fucked. Yeah, which, which um we it, it, um there's no we don't know how Superman knew that until like later when he explains he just like figured it out. Yeah, but like the way he explains, he figured it out. He's just like, oh, I kind of just guessed. You made him for me, so of course the Superman stuff. Like yeah, yeah like uh, in in typical like in a lot of super superhero stories or movies and comics, like the 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 hero has to get their ass kicked, but they have to learn something from getting their ass kicked, and it helps them like find figure out the villain's critical flaw. But like Nuclear Man's critical flaw had nothing to do with their fight from before yeah. superman's just like i mean he guess he's like powered by the sun so like if i just take him out of the sun like maybe like it'll weaken him and he was right but like he didn't figure that out he kind of just guessed and like just turned out his guess was correct yep it was luck <laughs> and i actually i kind of like the part after i don't like the whole like let's lock him in the fucking elevator thing but i like the part where superman rips the elevator car out of the shaft like that was kind of cool yeah but also he just destroyed the top of that fucking building so that was yeah he just like rips the elevator out of the empire state building and brings the fucking elevator to the moon yeah which i find it funny that this was all shot in england yep in a was it a mall (laughs) pretty much it was like the same building Describing this movie out loud is so weird. I'm like, okay, uh, you know what this is like. You ever had like, there's you ever have a friend describe a dream to you? It's like, yeah, and then I wrote a Pegasus. That's that's what this movie feels like. uh, And then I went to the moon, and you're like, and you're saying they're like, the fuck are you talking about? Let's just pause and think about these last couple action sequences, right? So like, they they fight at the Great Wall of China where Superman repairs the wall after their damage with his eyes, and then they go to Italy, where Nuclear Man plunges into a volcano, and Superman plugs up the hole with the mountain, and then he picks up the Statue of Liberty and chucks it into the street. And then later on, after Nuclear Man kicked his ass, Superman takes the elevator out of the fucking Empire State Building and brings it to the moon and drops him off there. Did you talk about the Kryptonian dildo? Yeah, we we were very lost on how that 
all worked. Yeah, he just, like he just hugged me. it, and then, and then he got his powers back, and he was good to go. I honestly is like, is oh, he's gonna stab because nu- nuclear man to be just to be kryptonite too. Yeah, like not. I gotta I gotta be human, and I gotta fight him and kill him with the kryptonite. Nope, I gotta take him to the moon in an elevator, <laughs> <laughs> and then fix an American flag that was slightly tilted. Yeah. Yeah, the moon fight scene is so bad. I forget, how does he actually end up finally defeating uh, Dickface? He moves the entire moon, which would cause so much goddamn catastrophes on the planet. He created a solar eclipse. Thanks, Superman, you saved us. Um, The tides are fucked, um, and everything else is going nuts. Everything's out of whack. It will never be the same again. And everyone who just so happens to be looking at that sun at that moment when you created a solar eclipse has just gone blind. Yeah, and hey, just... do you remember when our last president stared at the sun? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember how fucking stupid that guy was? Maybe he yeah. thought he was nuclear man. Yeah, maybe. He has the hair of nuclear man. Make sure nuclear man doesn't uh, stop us. <laughs> look at the sun, looking out for nuclear man. Yeah, like the the fight on the moon is like one of my favorite scenes because it's all it's it's in all it's in slow mo because you know moon gravity. And yep, shit, and, and it's like this. This isn't very interesting, so we got to slow it down to make it give it the the appearance of weight. Like, but because like, it's in slow mo, you can really see how bad the choreography is. Yeah, so it's like just just roll around on each other. Like if it was if happens. it was quick, like you could overlook bad choreography because like you don't have enough time in your head to process what's actually happening. But they really like drag out, drag it out, and it looks so shitty, <laughs> and it like draws attention to how shitty it looks. And like, why would you do that? Yeah, it's, yeah. There's like one good hit, like that looked like an actual fight move, which is when he like knees Nuclear Man in the face, and that was it. Everything else was just them rolling around or just, just like throwing each other. It was the part where uh, Nuclear Man like hammers Superman into the moon like a nail. Oh yeah, that was so dumb. <laughs> I like that he, part. Then he like buries him with his feet to make sure he's hidden, and then he flies back to the Earth to get the, the girl that he's got the hots for, and take her into space. Yeah, but then Superman saves her, even though By, she would have totally died. Yeah, she would have already been dead like a thousand times over. But then he moves the moon, blocks the sun, and then Nuclear Man goes limp, and then he saves the girl, mm-hmm. and then we never hear from Nuclear Man again, who I assume is still in orbit. Mm-hmm. But can we talk about like how the big victory of the movie they end choose to end on is uh the as them is the Daily Bugle not the Daily Bugle the Daily Planet Daily Planet taking back, um yeah. and yeah. like the guy is upset about this after his daughter was just nearly killed in space. Yeah, well, hold on, we didn't talk about. How she was in space. We did, like, for five but, seconds. Again, yeah. like, we gotta, they we gotta, they we gotta bring that back for a second. because They don't even address it in the movie. It just happens. Yeah, she he takes her into space. But she, like, she's just fine. This movie, like, does not address anything that happens in this movie. Yeah, no, because shit, like, there's no, there isn't really much, like, connecting threads. Things kind of just happen. There's also the fact that, like, at some point in this movie, they actively had to, like, 
make the decision to like just be like, yeah, we're just gonna end on like, I don't know. We're just gonna end it like if the, it ends. I can't. Do, I don't remember the actual ending of this movie because I um, feel like it just ended. Superman comes back and is like, you know what? I can't stop war. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah wait, that, was that their anti-war yeah. relevant? It's like, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. You guys are gonna. And then, and then like, Lex Luthor pulls an Uno reverse card on the fucking war profiteers. It's like, actually, I'm taking. Oh, that was earlier. Yeah. That was earlier, but we forgot about that. But also, I love when like they they're getting away like the most obvious vehicle, and then Superman just picks it up, and you just hear Lenny Luthor go, "Oh no, we have mistakes." Oh, and Superman drops off Lenny Lenny Luthor at the home for the boys. (laughs) Yeah, boys school, boys reformatory school, and then drops Lex Luthor off at prison. It just tells him she is much younger than him. So, which also has the implication, like, the Lenny Luther was a minor during all this is actually kind of uh, fucked up in its own right, if that's what they're implying. I'm saying mm-hmm. Slack should be going to jail. Um, and, yeah, and then, like, Lex just, like, gets dropped off at the prison he was at in the beginning. He's like, you're going to be put away for another 20 years, Lex. He tried to start a nuclear war. Can't we give him life? No, I, 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 I was hung up on like the the like boys re- remedial school thing yeah. for Lenny Luther for a while because like what the fuck Superman just drops him out like you think you can handle this kid it was like we can transform all boys like oh, are they going boy. to are they going to uh, harass Lenny Luther I don't know I am. I, we're almost done with this podcast episode and this movie. Okay, so on the scale of bad movies, where does this rank? Is this the worst, best? This is my favorite bad movie. This was the most like, watched. Of all the movies we watched, this was the most watchable. It's so wholesomely bad, you know? It, it's, it just feels like it's in, like it's incompetent in every way, but like it's it's just like how it's it, like i don't know it's just like you know what it has the vibes of tyler remember army when, energy remember when people in uh like film school would make uh, like would like not put any effort into things like some people who are solidly you know seized get degrees philosophy like their shorts and stuff yeah and they turn out as these like really like crappy things but like they got a friend who was an actor who tried way too hard mm-hmm. Yep. that's yeah. what this felt like yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it like it, it feels it, it's it's i think it's wholesomely bad it feels yeah. very innocent it's not a terrible cash grab i mean like it, the the previous two like starship troopers too god yeah, or 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 um what was the other one the first one that you recommended uh the one oh my god we've bruce already willis forgotten one. the bruce willis cosmic film. sin yeah cosmic sin. it doesn't feel like those. i like how it, all of us but you tyler forgot that yeah it doesn't feel like um, this we made a film out of nothing like that one this feels like at least somebody was trying but production just kept ripping that nah, we're taking we're taking this out we're taking your money like it, like it's I think the most honest try at a legit film of all I, that we've talked about. So it's far. also just like if like I I think it's um it might be the worst produced set of all of the ones that we've watched for the most part, but it's definitely like it was like the genuinely like most entertaining and um 
also the least painful. Like at, at no point, like did what during watching this was I like, God, I want to die right now because like, <laughs> it's awful, but like I was having fun. Yeah. I, should we wrap it up on that one? I think we should. I this think. has been technically a movie. Yes, it has. I mean, next next time, join us when we'll be watching Act of Valor. Are you excited, Davis? Oh, oh I forgot yeah. that's the next one. That's time yeah. for me to suffer. I almost thought we weren't recording for a moment. 